Let's give it up for Brother Will. This was his first time emceeing with us today, so he's usually taking pictures and uh, busy with all that. He's awesome. He's, he's been doing a lot of really cool stuff on our social media uh, platforms that we have, along with the rest of our team back there. So uh, we really appreciate him uh, stepping in. I love, I love his personality. I love the way the Lord uses him. And uh, hopefully we get to see him up here a little more, right? Right? Yeah? All right. Has God been good to you? God continues to show up. Amen? Man, you guys tighten this thing up like it's going to get away from us or something. I'd like for you to turn with me to the book of Romans chapter 3. Many of you have been following along. Many of you have been listening online. How many of you have been enjoying it up to now? I know I have uh, our own Pastor Isaac. Uh, that was a class that he taught uh, for many, many years for seminary students. And I still remember uh, driving with him a few times up to Fuller Seminary years ago uh, when he needed a little help uh, in that, in driving. I think more he just wanted the company. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm not that fun to be around, but uh, we used to share some good conversations on the way up and back from Pasadena, and uh, we'd share a really good, uh, he's the one that introduced me to CPK. I don't know if you know CPK, the California Pizza Kitchen. I'll go ahead and give them props, you know, on live uh, broadcast today. It's all good. And introduced me to the uh, garlic roasted chicken pizza. And if you haven't had that, some of you gave me a weird look right now. Maybe you don't like garlic. I love it. But, uh, yeah. And, and we used to just enjoy the talks and the conversations um, Sometimes just talking about jazz, but most of the time uh, sharing the gospel with each other and just sharing God's word. And so this has always been a fun, fun book for me. Uh, I've always enjoyed reading through the book of Romans. Uh, I've always enjoyed listening to our pastors teach, preach out of the book of Romans. And today, uh, I want to have a little fun with you. Is that good? Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 3. If you have it, say amen. I'm going to pick up on, I'll begin in Romans chapter 3, verse 21. If you have that, if you can get there, verse 21. We're also going to have it up here on the screens. And... Uh, Text, you guys don't have to go back and forth. They're going to be putting up the NIV, uh, which I have as well. But I want to also maybe here and there sprinkle a little bit of the new living, if that's okay with everyone. You say amen? All right. It says, but now. Everybody say, but now. Verse 21 there says, but now apart from the law, right? Everybody with me? 
Now, in the New Living, it says, but now God has shown us. Isn't that cool? But now God has shown us. But now, apart from the law, it says, oh, man, look at how quick they are. Did you guys see that? All right. Go ahead. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God, somebody say the righteousness of God has been made known. Okay, I'm, I'm not sure we're all following each other today. Okay, How about for a quick second, we all look up here and read it together. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known. Everybody say, has been made known. God has shown us, right? How has he shown you and I? Through Jesus Christ. Right? Through Jesus Christ. Now, as we, we get a little deeper in the verse here, okay, we're going to go into the next verse. If you guys can put that up. In the next verse, I want you, I remember Pastor Koba ended on these verses last week, but I want you to look at this. The righteousness is given through faith in who? Now, before that, it says it's given to us, right, through what? Everybody say it. Through what? Through faith. Now, I heard somebody throw out Jesus, and that's good. But how is it that we come to Jesus? Can somebody say that? How do we come now to Jesus? Is it by what you and I do? Is it by you and I showing up today? Because we can show up every day, right? There's some folks who do. There's some folks who will show up to the temple every single day, right? There's some folks who will go out and feed homeless every single day, yes or no? There's some folks who will go out and buy flowers for their wives every single day. Now, that might get you some brownie points at home, right? It might cover, <laughs> somebody, somebody said, hmm. Uh, <laughs> doing good things is good. It's okay, right? But is it going to get us to where we need to be? You know what is? Somebody say it, please. All right. This is super like, right? No, you, don't worry. We're not going to hand out a test sheet after this. It's not going to be multiple choice. All right? It's right here, right in front of us. Amen? And it says, let's continue reading. What does it say next? The righteousness is given through in, all right, to all who what? To all who believe. There is no difference, he says. Paul says there is no difference between Jew or Gentile. Now, let's go to verse 23. It says, there is no difference, okay? It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who I am, where I come from, where you come from. It doesn't matter how much good I do. It doesn't matter if my works are like up here, right? It says something here in verse 23. Now, when we were read verse 23 by itself, it can get a little like, it can sound a little hopeless. I'm going to get to that in a sec. Because what we're seeing and hearing and, and learning here is that we can try every single time. But what does verse 23 says? Will you read that with me? For all 
have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Did it say some of us? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say something else in between the lines that doesn't even mention here. Does it say sometimes? Does it say sometimes? Does it even say that all the time? It doesn't mention anything about time. It doesn't mention anything about, you know, us trying once, twice, three times, four times, right? It just plain out says we all have sinned. Or all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every single one of us has fallen short. That means we've missed it. In Greek, the word there is hamartia, which means to miss the mark. Have you ever tried to show, uh, shoot a, a, a bow, bow and arrow? And try to, have you ever tried darts? Do you remember those big darts, those long ones, those big giant ones? Anybody remember those? They're off the market now. I don't know how many of you remember those. They were huge. I don't know how many people got injured with those. Lost an eye, maybe. Hopefully not. But I don't see those being sold anymore. If you do, I mean, I haven't seen them. Pastor Isaac had a dartboard here in, in the conference room for years, as far as long as I can remember. And we took it down, but it was right in the walkway. Like, when you'd walk into his door to the conference room, if you weren't paying attention, okay, <laughs> Have you ever tried, how about, how about cornhole? Anybody here a fan of cornhole? Yeah? We like pulling that out in the summertime. We have barbecues. We pull out the cornhole. Uh, and you're trying to make it in that little hole, right? You got the little uh, bean bags, right? Those are fun. Fun games. We don't always make it, but we make it sometimes. Sometimes we land right in the sweet spot, Right? Sometimes it, it lands right in that hole. It doesn't even hit the sides, the edges. Sometimes I like, I like it when the beanbag slides in. Has that ever happened? When it, you hit it just right, it slides in, and then it drops right in? That's always fun to watch. But see, the difference here is that in our lives, in your and my walk, as we're here, we miss the mark every single time. As many times as we try to shoot for that mark, we miss the mark. That's what the law did for us, that it highlighted and let us know that sin was there. So Paul is explaining that the law is good for us. It's good for us. Everybody say, it's good for me. And we all know that, right? Some of us drive around like there are no street laws. Uh, it wasn't until I moved out here that I heard the phrase, California stops. California rolls. Thank you, Josh. California rolls. We, you know, and it's not sushi. <laughs> and I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hand today. But, man, I know I'm guilty of it. But I've been also guilty of sitting at a stop sign waiting for a green light. Because my mind is somewhere else. And I'm not paying attention. I'm like, man, good thing I wasn't driving while my mind was somewhere else, right? California roads, man, we don't, we don't even stop at stop signs nowadays. Have you ever noticed when the lights are out, nobody knows whose turn it is? You know, I don't even know how we pass our driving exams. We get to a stoplight that's broken and everybody has to take turns. <laughs> Forget it. That intersection at Sepulveda and Maine was out for like a week not too long ago. Man, it was a mess. People were honking. Three, four, five cars were going at once. It's like, man, come on, guys. It's not that hard. But 
we miss the mark every single time. Every single time. All right, I'm going to ask for a cup. I need two, two volunteers. I'll get, get, bring me that uh, bucket, Daniel. Two volunteers. Dylan, put your hand down. I need two volunteers. Come on, come up. Don't, be, don't just raise your hand. Come on up. Okay, I got two volunteers. Crystal, Lisa, come on up. I'm going to go ahead. Give it up. Come on up. This is my t-ball bucket. No, don't be scared. It's not full of snakes. Okay. You're going to have to pick your weapon. I have wiffle balls, big ones, small ones, and then I have some t-balls. Okay, they're like baseballs. Grab one or two. Go ahead and grab two. And then I want you guys to stand over here. Whatever you want. You choose what you want. All right. So we're going to do a little demo. Is that okay? All right. Well, I was going to do it anyways. Go ahead. No, no, no. Let's bring the bucket right there. Now you guys come over here on this side of the stage. We're just going to have fun with this today. I just want us all to like kind of get the idea of how we missed the mark. And, and we're going to do this. All right. And, <laughs> she's like, actually, I changed my mind. All right, so our lives sometimes will feel like this is hopeless, right? We'll feel like that carnival game. Have you ever gone to the fair or the carnival and you're playing the game? Those games are rigged, right? You spend 20, 30, 40, and then you, if you do win something, it's like that big, right? And sometimes our lives will feel that way. I cannot hit it. I cannot get it. Go ahead. Crystal, you go first. Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, you don't have to be embarrassed. Go ahead. That was close. Go ahead. Try again. Oh, <laughs> is that your mom? Mom, di mom distracted her. Go ahead, Lisa. Okay. She'd be playing at the carnival down the street. Okay. <laughs> that was great. Thanks, you guys. You guys can sit down. Now, go ahead. Let's give them a round of applause. Sometimes, sometimes in our life, we begin to lose hope because we're trying so hard on our own to hit it. Yes or no? And even Paul tells us, we've all missed it and we're going to continue to miss it. As hard and as much as we try, we're going to continue to miss it. And he's trying to make a point for you and I, and that's all we're doing today, is being reminded that we can hit it 100, 200, 300 times and throw it, throw the dart, throw the arrow, try to hit the bullseye. And it's very likely that on our own effort, we're never going to make it. It's likely that on our own effort, we're never going to hit it. And sometimes that's tough to like say, what do I do? 
That's exactly what Paul is trying to say. You and I, the moment we walk and do something, live something, and say, I hit it today, we've immediately lost. Do you know why? Because it's never by what we're doing that we are going to be made right. Are you tracking with me? Because a lot of times we'll do something good, right? We'll do something good. Oh, man, I just donated $1,000 to my church. And the minute, the moment, I shouldn't even say the minute, the second you and I put ourselves in that spot to say that I, now I'm not saying that God hasn't given us abilities and talents, right? But the attitude of the I, But Pastor Joe, I'm not living in sin anymore. Pastor Joe, there is somebody greater. There is somebody stronger. There is somebody that does hit the mark every single time. There is somebody that has taken that place for you and I so that we don't have to, on our own efforts, try to live a life that is perfect. You follow me? To try to live a life that is unblemished. Our responsibility, yours and my responsibility, is to do what he said and what he's writing about in that verse where it says that by what? Faith. By faith, not by works. Works are good. The Bible even teaches us that if we don't have any good works in our lives, if we're not doing, right, and living and walking, then there's a question that can be raised about our dedication and our devotion and our life in Christ. That's just and should always be a response or a result of your and my walk with the Lord. You tracking with me? Yeah? Now, you and I are going to miss that mark every single time. Our pride will get in the way. Our attitudes, our thoughts, our thinking is going to get in the way. But that's why he says there is a life that we live by faith. If we go back to what Pastor Kobo was talking about last week, right, and what we've learned, when Abraham believed, when Abraham had the faith to follow, to obey God's direction in his life, okay, listen up, there was no law in existence. No law was written yet. But God said because you, what, believed, because you had the faith I am going to call you righteous. Isn't that amazing? And that's the only time you and I can be saying, it is because of God, it is because of Jesus, that I am able to do something halfway decent. That I am able to do something that is somewhat pleasing to God. That I am able to offer my life. Go ahead. If you're going to give it up to the Lord, give it up. Because he's the one that gives us what we need to hit the mark. Everybody say, hit the mark. Right? I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it with Jesus. That's the only way. So something really cool that happens here and that it reminded me of is that we can be really good, right? We were mentioning that a minute ago. We can be really good. Yes or no? I recently watched... Um, that Netflix special on Nolan Ryan. And I started thinking about how much these athletes put in to get to where they are. 
Nolan Ryan, right? You may follow or know these stats. He pitched in, his, in the span of his career 5,714 strikeouts in the span of his career. Nobody has beaten that record. I'll say it again. 5,714 career strikeouts. That's a lot of strikeouts, right? Now, that's a lot of strikeouts. When you think about having to hit that mark, that's a lot, right? But was he perfect? Was he perfect? And then I start thinking, man, that's a lot of strikeouts. But I don't even want to put us in the position of the pitcher today to say, man, we can be pretty good. Most of the time, I feel like the guy that's facing Nolan Ryan, the batter, being struck out. Do you get what I'm saying? If the pitch was so perfect every single time, Nolan Ryan right there, I love that image because of just the way his posture is, right? It's almost like he's fighting. It's almost like he's mad. I kind of think sometimes you have to get into that mentality when you're out there and you're performing. You have to be like, I was going to say something. You have to be really like in your head, like angry, right? And saying, I'm going to crush this right now. And that's what he looks like. That's why I chose that picture. But if the pitches were perfect every single time, my, my opinion is that a batter wouldn't even swing. You wouldn't even swing. But I said, you know what, Lord? I'm not even, like, trying to be the pitcher that's pitching so well. I feel most of the time that I'm like the batter. And I'm swinging and swinging and swinging. If you've ever been up at a plate and you've missed it, man, you start to feel really sorry, right? You start to feel really like, dang, man, I don't even want to be up here anymore. This guy's got my number. I don't even want to come up my next up bat. Can somebody pitch it for me? And that's exactly what Satan wants to do to you in my life because he wants you and I to feel that hopelessness. He wants you and I to feel like we're never going to do it. And he wants you and I to give up. He wants you and I to say, I can't do this. But you know what? The law also reminds us that we can't do it. But you have to remember, you have to remember, we have to remember that there is a greater hope for you and I. There is a greater one that can come and take our place. Do you follow me this morning? There is one who can come and say for you and I, I am here to help you hit the mark. I am here to be the one that's going to hit the mark with you. I am here because I'm the one that's going to pick you up when you feel hopeless. When you feel like life is so hard that you're not even able to get up. I am here to help you get up. I am here to help you walk. I am here to help you run. He doesn't want you and I to walk around looking or feeling hopeless. He wants you and I to know that we have to continue to build our faith, right? Continue to build our faith. Continue to walk in that faith. Now, I need two more volunteers. Two more volunteers. Come on. This one's easy. I promise. Two more volunteers. All right, I got one. Go ahead. Come on, Dylan. Dylan's been jumping up there. 
Go ahead. Come on up. Come on up. I was going to go down. Dylan, over here. Back up some more. Go past the line right there. All right. It says that sin came out because the law showed us that it was there. God gave us the law so that we would recognize that we were straying away from the Lord. When we sin, it separates us from God, right? It separates us from God. And many times we wonder, what do I need to do to get this right? You ever felt that way? Lord, I just can't get it right. What do I do? I try and I try and I end up where I'm at. And it seems like we become further and further from what God wants us, where God wants us to be. Anybody felt that way? Are you feeling that way today? Give me your name. Molly? Okay, Molly and Dylan. Molly, go ahead and throw the ball to Dylan. Dylan, I want you to catch it. Dylan, you didn't catch it. Don't blame it on Molly either. <laughs> All right, take a couple steps forward, both you. Right there. Go ahead, Molly. Dylan, throw it to Molly. All right. Dylan, I mean, Molly, go ahead and throw it back at Dylan. Get a little bit closer. Take a few steps closer. Go ahead. Toss it again. Go ahead. One other step closer. Go ahead. Toss it again. Yeah. Did it feel a little easier the closer you got to each other? Yes. Yeah? yeah? All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dylan. Sometimes we feel like it's hopeless. Sometimes we feel like I can't do this. In the book of James, if you've ever read that book, it's pretty harsh. <laughs> he can be very straightforward. But there's a passage in there, and you guys can go ahead and pull that up. There's a passage in the book of James that tells us and reminds us of where you and I need to be. Because maybe we're finding it very difficult. And maybe we're getting to that point where we're feeling a little hopeless. The book of James says like this. You guys got it up there? He says in verse 7. Everybody have verse 7? Submit yourselves to who? To God. Right? Submit yourselves to God. Okay. Pastor, I'm doing my best. I want to submit to the Lord. I want to do what's right. And then he says, resist who? Resist the devil. Resist the devil and he will flee from who? From you. Everybody say from me. Submit. Resist. He will flee. Now, look at that first part of verse 8. What does it say? Come near to who? When you and I begin to take steps towards Jesus. And maybe today that's what the Lord is wanting and desiring from you. Maybe he's waiting for you to take that step. 
He's already done his part, right? Hasn't he done his part for us? He gave us the grace. He gave us his son, Jesus, that you and I would not have to focus on a list of to-dos, of commandments. We have plenty of those at home. That you and I would not have to focus on a list of things we have to accomplish in order for our lives to be made right. In order for God to say, I am making you righteous or you are now righteous because of what you've done, right? That's going to take our entire lifetime and we still will not have accomplished the rightness that God wants to see or have you and I living. And as a matter of fact, he's not even demanding or asking that of you today. He's not saying, Joe, I want you to have all these things in order before I can offer you this life, this gift of salvation, this eternal life. That you don't even have to wait until you're dead to be living in. He is not demanding you and I to fulfill a list of laws. All he is saying is, hey, get a little closer. Get a little closer and let's close this gap between you and I. And the moment you and I begin to take that first step, it gets a little easier and you're not as nervous, right? to catch the ball anymore. You're not as nervous to toss the ball anymore. Why? Because now the distance and that gap has begun to close. And it's easier to catch it. It's easier to toss it. You don't even have to aim. You could close your eyes and do it. <laughs> you can almost hear the air going through the little wolf ball holes, right? Going through the little holes. Here it comes. It's coming. There is a faith that begins to build up in our lives the more steps you and I take towards Jesus. There is a faith that begins to be built up, that begins to grow, that begins to get strengthened. And today, I want to remind you, maybe all you needed was a reminder. Maybe today, all you needed was an encouragement. We're going to get the balls in the bucket. We're going to hit the bullseye, but we need to rely on Jesus. The Bible says we're never going to reach that perfection in this life. You follow me? But he doesn't say to give up. He says, continue, right? Paul even said it to the church in Philippians. He says, I'm going to continue even if, it, if it's physically painful, I am going to continue to reach for that goal. I'm going to continue to reach. I'm going to strain for it, even if it physically hurts me. Even if it physically kills me, I'm going to strain and reach for that goal, right? Because what God is asking of you and I is to never give up and to always pursue and to always reach for that mark. Don't drop, don't drop the standard. Don't lower the standard. Don't say, well, let me just hit it once in a while. No, he's saying reach for the bullseye every single time. Reach for the excellence every single time, even if it hurts, 
Because sometimes it does hurt. There are things we have to sever in our lives. There are things we have to cut off in our lives. There are things we have to separate from in our lives. And sometimes those things will hurt us. Because why? We're so used to living in that way, right? We're so you we can live in jacked up. No? We can live in messed up. Because that's what we know. I can manage that, Pastor. I know how to handle that. But God is saying, no, I've called you into a new life. I've called you into a life that I want to prosper you in, that I want to give you success in, that I want to give you financial freedom in, that I want to give you spiritual freedom in. I am calling you into a life that has no burdens, that has no weight on it. It's a life that's easier to carry. All you have to do is have faith. All you have to do is believe. So is there some works involved? Absolutely, because you and I need to get our butts up, and we need to start walking closer and closer and closer and closer to Jesus so that when we get closer to him, we're saying, Lord, it's because of you that I'm able to hit that bullseye. It's because of what you've done. I have faith. I have strength today because of what you have done. Faith is hard. It's not easy. It's not easy. If somebody's got a secret recipe for easy, let me know. It is hard to do it every single day. But when we're close to Jesus, come on. When, when you and I get closer to the Lord, man, it tastes so good. It smells good. It feels good. Listen, and, and he's not even calling us to feeling, right? But have you ever gone somewhere? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, this is it. Have you ever walked into, let's say, a restaurant? And as soon as you walked in, you were like, oh, this is good. No? You ain't ever had that experience? We need to hang out. <laughs> I got a team over here. You should see what they go through and how they talk. Every single day that we're here at the office, when it comes to lunchtime. Man, they start talking about all the good food in town. And then we get surprised once in a while with like a pozole. Oh, sister so-and-so brought a pozole for the staff. Forget it. Have you ever walked in or been in that kind of experience where Crystal's over here? <laughs> Have you ever been somewhere? Where you said, okay, this is good. That's all the Lord is calling you, you and I to do. To get a little closer to him. To taste and see his goodness. That it's not a life that's hopeless. It's not a life that you and I have to say, forget it. This is useless. I'm going to miss it every time. Well, not if you have Jesus on your side. As we close today, as we close today, I'm going to invite you to stand. He says, for all have sinned. For all of us have missed the mark. And we continue to miss the mark. But it's in his son, Jesus Christ. He says, just like Abraham he says, just like Abraham did, I credited to him 
I put a deposit in his bank account of righteousness. I put a deposit in his life. His faith increased a hundredfold because he chose to take that step and say, okay, you are my God and I am your son. The songs we sang this morning, one of them said, I am yours. I am yours. I belong to you. He's our father. He's our daddy. He wants the best for us. And we can sing the songs, but are we really believing today? Are you believing with us today? If we're believing today and if we're calling him our father, let's walk with him. Come close to him. I love when my, I can hold my sons close to under my arms. I always tell them, don't walk behind me. Come on, walk with me. We're going somewhere. I'm like, come on. Sometimes I walk too fast for them. <laughs> so I'll slow down. I'll slow down. Because I know their feet are a little bit smaller, a little bit shorter. They don't have my stride, right? So I'll slow down. God is waiting for you to walk with him. And today he wants you to know, hey, I'm not asking you for all these things. Stop trying to live that way. Just come near to me. I'll increase your faith. I'll position your hand so that you hit that bullseye. Through the faith in me, through the trust in me, all you have to do is trust me. Trust me. Say that with me today. Lord, I want to trust you more. Go ahead and pray that right now if you need to. Surrender to him and raise your hands and say, Lord, I want to trust you. I want to draw near to you. I want to live a life of faith and believe that you are with me every step of the way. I want to submit to you every aspect of my life this morning. I put it at your feet. To say that I trust you with my family. I trust you with my career. I trust you with my finances. I trust you in this relationship that I'm in right now. I trust you with my wife. I trust you with my husband. I trust you in the miracle that I'm expecting that I need this morning, Lord. I need you to answer this prayer for me. This is on my heart. And I'm going to leave it here at your hands. And I'm going to trust you. I'm going to have faith that you will be with me. You're going to guide me. And together we're going to hit the mark every single time. Because without you, without you in my life, I'm missing the mark. I'm missing the mark, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you, Father, for sending us the answer through your son, Jesus Christ. Forgiving us 
hope, for giving us purpose today, for reminding us of that intimacy that you desire with each and every one of us as your sons and daughters. I pray a mighty blessing over your people. And Lord, today, someone has come to your house hurting, feeling hopeless. I pray that your Holy Spirit right now would begin to speak to their heart, would begin to touch their heart right there where they're at, Lord Jesus. Whatever struggle is in their mind, whatever is ensnaring their thoughts, I rebuke them in the name of Jesus. And I pray a mighty and divine covering and healing over their lives right now in Jesus' name. Satan has no place and he has no authority. He has no place and he has no authority in our lives, in our thoughts. You, Lord, have given us, you have given us your son and the healing that comes, the deliverance that comes, and the power that comes from his resurrection, from his blood. And we receive and we cover ourselves with that divine authority and that divine healing right now in Jesus' name. I loosen and I pray against all doubt, unbelief, and I pray trust and I pray faith over all of our lives right now in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray. Can you say amen today? Can you say amen today? God bless you, church. We love you. Your father loves you. Be blessed.